Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick? And apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you know what we're doing today? We are starting a new book of the Bible. We are! I'm so excited because it's... The first of the ladder prophets, not like climb a ladder, but like former and ladder, right. L-A-T-T-E-R. Yes. If you're going by the Hebrew Bible and if you're going by the Christian Old Testament, then it's the first of the major prophets. Okay. All right. And it's the book of Isaiah. Got it. All right. Um, so he's either late or really big. Got it. Okay. So are you uh, you, are you ready to do this? I am. So I guess let's get into this new book. Okie dokie. Okay, so we're getting into a new book, starting Isaiah. And before we start reading it, I want to talk a little bit about the book itself. Okay. And then also... I want to make a note that we're changing up our format, kind of, but not really. Right, because we've been doing it this way for a while now. Right. But we didn't used to. And we decided after we we started this one that we might keep doing things the way we've been doing them. Because we like the, the way it works better this way. Which is that instead of holding off for a Q&A at the end of each week, I put a little bit more effort into researching each chapter As we read them. Right, right. So we have fewer questions and we understand what we're reading a little bit better. And if we do still have a question, we reserve the right to do a QA and a Saturday. Or as I like to say, Q&A Saturday. So I don't think those are totally going away forever. But maybe less common. Yeah, less frequent. Right. Yeah. So... Let's get into this book. What the fuck is an Isaiah? Right. What is an Isaiah? What is an Isaiah? So this book contains the prophecies of Isaiah. He ministered from about 740 to 680 BC. Okay. Okay. So Mm -hmm. 
very long ago. Yeah. For about 20 years, he spoke to both the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. And then after Israel's fall to the Assyrians in 722, Isaiah continued to prophesy just to Judah. Okay. Okay. All right. You remember when those two nations split and like yeah. we didn't get that at first? And right. we were like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. So he was he was with both of them. Yeah. He was, he was kind of going back and forth. Yeah. So that's the time period that we're looking at. Okay. So back sure. into like Second Kings and, and Second Chronicles. Okay. Okay. Right. That yeah. time period. Now, I have to make a religious note here. <laughs> it's very important. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I'm going to talk in my pastoral voice. I'm oh. a pastor now. Oh, okay. okay. All right. The book of Isaiah is filled with many wonderful prophecies of the Messiah, telling us about the person and work of Jesus Christ some 700 years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem. For this reason, sometimes Isaiah is called the fifth gospel. Mm. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now I did see it more than once. This is sometimes referred to as the fifth gospel. Got it. But that's why. Because he prophesies Jesus. I see. Okay. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Right. right. So anyway, let's get back to this book, though. Yeah. Okay. It's widely accepted that the prophet Isaiah did not write the entire book of Isaiah. Okay. Duh, due to events mentioned after Isaiah lived, as well as the sudden disappearance of Isaiah's name after chapter 39. Oh. Wow. And a sudden change in style and theology after chapter 40. I see. Okay. Okay. So there's lots of reasons to believe that at least two people wrote this fucking book. Right. Now, Christians are like, no way, Jose. He wrote the whole goddamn thing. Okay. Because he prophesied his because things he after prophesied he died. Jesus. Oh, yes. okay, okay. And because in the New Testament, they reference Isaiah a lot. Yeah. And so that to them is proof. I it's see. just common sense. Okay. To them. Right. Okay. So there's no argument. <laughs> Isaiah wrote it. Duh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that I just thought was a little bit of background there. Yeah. Kind of important to know going in what we're dealing with here. Okay. Okay. Yep. There is evidence that much of it was composed during the Babylonian captivity and later. Okay. Okay. Yep. So often the way is split up into three different sections. Chapters 1 through 39 are referred to as proto-Isaiah. Wait, did you say chapters 1 through 39? Yes. Holy shit, this is a big book. This is a big book. There's 66 uh, verses. Crimey. I mean, chapters. What the hell? I know. So we're going to be in Isaiah for a while. Yeah. Okay, which is interesting because we've been doing these little sw- short right. things. Right, yeah. I'm used to like these like less than a month long Like less than books. a week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we're going to be here for a minute, okay? Okay. So yeah, chapters 1 through 39 are proto-Isaiah, okay? Okay. They contain the words of the prophet Isaiah himself. I mean, sure. whatever. Right. If he or his buddies. Yeah. Okay. Chapters 40 through 55 are referred to as Deutero-Isaiah. Okay. And those are the work of an anonymous author writing during the exile. Got it. Okay. Okay. And then the last chapters, 56 through 66 are called Trito Isaiah, and those were composed after the return from the exile. Okay. Okay? Yep. So that's... At least according to... Scholars. Not Christians. Right. (laughs) Scholars view it that way. Right. An easier way to organize the chapters, which a lot of Christians and apologists do it this way. They just cut it in half. 1 through 33 
It warns of judgment and promises, restoration for Judah, Jerusalem, and the nations. Okay. okay? So mm-hmm. that's the first half. Sure. Second half, 33 through 66, presume that judgment has been announced and restoration follows soon. Mm. Okay? okay. So just depends how you split it up as to how you want to organize it in your brain. I see. Okay. okay? I say why not both. Right. Because that's the way we're kind of reading it. We don't know one from the other, which one is better than the other. Sure. Yeah. So the notes that I took reflect both. Okay. okay. All right. Yep. Now the book can be read as an extended meditation on the destiny of Jerusalem into and after the exile. Okay. okay. All right. So that's kind of what we're looking at. Them going into the exile, the exile, and then coming out. Okay. Okay. Yep. The Deutero-Isaian part of the book, that's the middle part, chapters 40 through 55, describes how God will make Jerusalem the center of his worldwide rule through a royal savior, a Messiah, who will destroy the oppressor, Babylon. Uh, Okay. Okay. All right. Now, the Messiah that they're talking about is not Jesus. Okay. The Messiah that they're talking about here is the Persian king Cyrus. Do you remember yeah. Cyrus? Yeah, I do. He was Cyrus the Great, and he is merely the agent who brings about Yahweh's kingship. I see. But remember, he had great empathy for the, the Jews. plight of right. the oppressed people yeah. and helped set them free and helps get them out of exile. Right, right. And, and but allowed Christians them... take this differently, I'm assuming. Though. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, you say the word Messiah, you know exactly what Christians think. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what the rest of the sentence is. Right, right. But, I mean, clearly, he allowed them to rule within his lands as their own nation. Cyrus did, yeah. as he did with all of the people in his kingdom. Right. He allowed each of them to do their own thing. Sure. Isaiah speaks out against corrupt leaders and for the disadvantaged, and he roots righteousness in God's holiness rather than in Israel's covenant. So he is talking more about God, God's law, God's rule, not as much like Israel being God's people and okay. how they're behaving. You Got know what it. I mean? Yeah. He he is taking... More God-centric, less Israel-centric. Yes. Yes. Okay. So he he's very much, I don't care what the laws say. I don't care how y'all are practicing. I'm telling you God's word. Right. And he's going back old school. You know, he's pulling out the the books. Brimstone and fire. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a side note here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry if I'm like talking this up too much. I just want to make sure like we know what we're getting into because we haven't done this kind of chapter or this kind of book in a while. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the composition history of Isaiah reflects a major difference in the way authorship was regarded in ancient Israel and in modern society, in that the ancients did not regard it as inappropriate to supplement an existing work while remaining anonymous. So you know how he wrote the first bit and then somebody else came along and added more, but it's still in his name? That was not considered bad. Right. Yeah, that okay. was, they were basically like, we're adding to Isaiah's work. So it's still Isaiah. Sure. And they just thought that that was perfectly fine. The authors, the future author, authors that came after Isaiah all remain anonymous, but it, it's plausible that most of them were priests. And the book may thus reflect 
priestly concerns. And that's where, remember when we were talking early on about the different, like the, the P Bible yeah. and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. like all the different types of who wrote what. Right. These guys would have been in opposition to the increasingly successful reform movement of the Deuteronomists. Got it. So we've got the Deuteronomists and we've got the, the P, the priests. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Those were all at odds with each other. Okay. And this is part of that. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'm almost done with my notes. And then we can start reading the fucking chapter. Okay. Okay. Yep. This period of Israel's history is told in 2 Kings chapter 15 through 21 and 2 Chronicles chapter 26 through 33. Okay. Okay. So that's the time period that we're covering here with Isaiah. Got it. Just to put it in frame with what we've read before. Okay. Okay. Yep. Isaiah was a contemporary of the prophets Hosea and Micah. Okay. I don't know if you recall them. They were minor characters that were brought up that we kind of, I, I think I mentioned at the time we're going to be reading more about them eventually. Okay. And we will because they are some of the prophets who have books named after them. Got it. By the time of Isaiah, the prophets Elijah, Eli. I'm sorry, Elijah, Elisha, Obadiah, Joel, Jonah, and Amos had already completed their ministries. Okay. Okay. Yep. So he came a little bit later, but still during all that mess. Right. Okay. By this time, Israel had been in the promised land for almost 700 years. Wow. Right? Mm -hmm. Their first 400 years in Canaan, judges ruled Israel. Then for about 120 years, three kings ruled over all of Israel, Saul, David, and Solomon. Right, right. And then in 917 BC, Israel had that civil war and remained divided into two nations, Israel to the north and Judah to the south, up until the time of Isaiah. That's where we start. Got it. Okay. Yep. So sorry for that lengthy intro. Just wanted to put it all in context for us. Okay. Okay. And then I'll have some notes afterward about the chapter itself. Got it. Fun. Yay. All right, ready? Yep. Isaiah chapter one, a sinful nation. (laughs) The vision concerning Judah and Jerusalem that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Oh, God, we're back to a lot of names. Mm -hmm. I'm not used to this. I've got to reset my brain here. I know. That's why I was trying to give so many notes in the intro to like say, don't forget what we used to endure. Yeah. We're back to that. Okay. Okay. Yep. And we like, we got away from that for so long. It was a nice Uh, respite. My brain's hurting already. I know. So this is a vision concerning Judah and Jerusalem and Isaiah, son of Amos, saw during the reign of all these other guys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Those kings of Judah. Yep. Okay. Hear me, you heavens. Listen, earth. For the Lord has spoken. I reared children and brought them up, but they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its master, the donkey its owner's manger. But Israel does not know. My people do not understand. Woe to the sinful nation, a people whose guilt is great, a brood of evildoers, children given to corruption. God is always hating on his people. No, this is well, Isaiah. This is Isaiah. Okay, right. God through Isaiah. But yeah, I guess. right. He's but still yeah, a prophet. He's like, so y'all suck, and I hate you. Right, right. They they spend a lot of time cutting down the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. Like, if you notice, I mean, like in, in a really lot of the books, do. they're like, "You guys suck." I mean, yeah, that's it's kind of what crazy. it's about. Yeah, like why bother? Right, <laughs> is my opinion. <laughs> 
They have forsaken the Lord. They have spurned the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on him. Why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you persist in rebellion? I'm good with never being beaten. Ever. I'm just saying. I would like to Throwing never that out be there. beaten. Yeah. yeah. Your whole head is injured. Your whole heart afflicted. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head, there is no soundness. Only wounds and welts and open sores, not cleansed or bandaged or soothed with olive oil. Mm. So he's saying, you know, everything about you, like you look pretty on the inside, on the outside maybe, but your soul is it's like, it's rotten. Right. You are festering with grossness. Right. Got it. Even, even though you might be dressed nice. Yeah. So, ew. Not enough fear of that God guy. Yeah. 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 Get right with God, guys. Mm-hmm. Your country is desolate. Your cities burned with fire. Your fields are being stripped by foreigners right before you, laid waste as when overthrown by strangers. This sounds like the rhetoric of today in politics. I was thinking that, right? Yeah. Like, it feels like the Republicans read this chapter right? and were like, this. Yeah. This right here. Yeah, it worked thousands of years ago. Let's try it again. Right? Yeah. Daughter Zion is left like a shelter in a vineyard, like a hut in a cucumber field, like a city under siege. Unless the Lord Almighty had left us some survivors, we would have become like Sodom. We would have been like Gomorrah. Mm, yeah. Okay. That would that would suck. That that sounds they all yucky, died. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah. He's saying, watch it, guys. Yeah. You know what happened to them. Right. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the instruction of our God, you people of Gomorrah. So he's saying, y'all are You're just... basically just the same. Yeah. 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 And he's like, you guys need to get right because you saw what happened. Duh. Right. The multitude of your sacrifices, what are they to me, says the Lord? I have more than enough. This is the Lord talking. This Isaiah is Isaiah talking for the saying Lord. that the Lord right. is saying these words. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I have more than enough of burnt offerings, of rams and the fat of fattened animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to appear before me, who has asked this of you, this trampling of my courts? Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moons, Sabbaths, and convocations, I cannot bear your worthless assemblies. Hmm. Your new moon feasts and your appointed festivals I hate with all my being. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. So, so wait, 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 wait. He put these fucking things in place. Mm-hmm. God did, right? Yeah. Apparently. Mm-hmm. And and he found these things pleasing, like the, the burnt offerings and all this shit. Yes. And, and then, and also the festivals were to celebrate God and all this other stuff. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And and now he grows weary of them, uh, hypothetically because his people are awful shitheads or something, right? Well, because right? because there's an answer for that. Okay. Because the sacrifices that they do are, it's like your person that goes to church on Sunday but then sins the rest of the week. Right, right. No, I and get so it. And so he's like, your your celebration of me is lying. You're lying. Your your gestures are empty, and I I don't believe you. So okay. You keep giving me incense and you're like, good, I'm good with God now. And I'm like, no, you're actually fucking not. So, but wouldn't you think that a God that could foresee anything, right? Could could see how everything is made and how everything's going to happen and all this other shit, right? Omnipresent. 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, or omniscient and, and all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he understand that these rituals that he wanted put in place would become bastardized rit- rituals, like to the point where they were meaningless? Why? Why does it? Why do the rituals ever matter if it's not about the ritual, but about the love for God? Right? It shouldn't matter that you're burning flesh of an animal or or whatever. It should only matter your fear and love of God, apparently. According to this, right. the other shit doesn't really matter all that much. Well, it's the whole works versus belief thing. I don't know if you've heard that argument. Okay. If you have faith in God, you will want to do the works, part of which is all of these rituals, because you will be excited to praise and to worship and to supplicate yourself. It, 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 that's part of the which came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Okay. And so if you're just going through the motions... You're then, only doing half of it. Yeah. The argument goes, can there be faith without works? And nice people would say, well, yeah, because just because you don't do the works doesn't mean you don't have faith, right? Right, right. And we know many people who fit that, who say they have faith and we believe them, but they don't do the works. So right. hardcore Christians... Would be like, no, there is. You must do both. You must do both because if you truly have the faith, they say, you will want to do the works. Right. Which is checking all the boxes and very excitedly, you know, spending all of your hours thinking only of God. Sure. So I don't know if you've ever heard that argument before. I, um, I've heard similar. I, I know of that argument. I don't, you know, you, I know about that. Like, I, I get what you're saying. Got it. So, well, that's basically what this is about. He's saying, you're giving me the works without the faith, and therefore they're empty and they're meaningless, and why are you even fucking bothering? Right. Like, you're you're acting like the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, but then showing up on Sunday and giving me your- Sacrificing whatever. Yeah, giving me your incense. This bullshit. Basically, God- God via Isaiah is calling the people on their bullshit and saying, "Okay, you're a liar and I see it. I see right through you. Right. Please understand for anybody new, I am not saying this as though I believe this. I am saying this how it would be explained. Right. Right. I don't really believe that God told Isaiah this. Right. I still, but I still have to point out that these, these offerings were meant to absolve sin or absolve guilt or absolve these different things. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So these were rituals that were set up to do exactly how people started using them for. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. I sinned this week. I'm going to go fucking, you know, slaughter a goddamn lamb and be good, right? How can you blame people for just doing what they're told to do? The problem is that we have a God that is based on... He was created by simple people and therefore the God is as simple as the people. Right. So... Ultimately, it's all meaningless. It's all bullshit. But I'm just pointing it out that if you create something that's supposed to do this thing and then somebody does it, if it's true, if it's real, then it does that thing, right? Mm -hmm. If it's not, then you just made it up and it's fucking bullshit. So it's fucking bullshit. Right. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I I see what you're saying, but I don't necessarily think that that's the whole story or the whole picture. I, I get what you're. I get where you're coming from. I understand that there's supposed to be meaning and action. I understand that, but it just there shouldn't. 
I don't know. I, okay, I, I feel me, I feel like it's just a, a weird Let me give thing. you a different example that's outside of religion. Okay. Okay? And maybe this will shed some light on it. Sure. So, okay, when I was in the military, we were taught how to exactly shine our boots and have creases in our uniforms and have our medals lined up exactly and have everything in place, right? Yeah. And if you didn't have everything just so you got in trouble. And so the question was always, why the fuck? This is such bullshit. But the problem is that they forgot to teach us that the reason that you do these things is that having them to perfection shows that you have pride in yourself, your unit, your country, your cause, everything. Yeah. And that together with us all showing that perfect, shiny perfection we are united perfectly right and so they got lost in the action and didn't yes why yes the why was lost yes right and so once you understand why you are going through these motions you do take pride in shining your uniform or shining your boot increasing your uniform and lining everything up if you're that kind of soldier, I never was. That's why I didn't stay in. <laughs> but I get it. Right. Like, if you truly enjoy being a soldier, then you will get why those little teeny tiny things matter so much and they will matter to you. Yeah. That's not even bringing religion in. Sure. So when you bring religion into it, he's saying, yes, do all these actions, but... And he forgot to tell them, just like the military forgot to tell all the soldiers. Right. You have to have a feeling of pride or, you know, supplication, whatever it is. You have to have the feeling go with it. Yeah. Okay. So does that make a little better sense? Yeah, yeah, No, I I got it. I just, I don't like the rituals that they had to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm just looking for a reason to rail against them. No, that's fair. And rituals are only as good as the meaning behind them. And if you're not teaching the fucking meaning, then the ritual is pointless. Right. And so God didn't teach the meaning. So the rituals became pointless. Sure. Sure. And we see that now. And he's like, hey, your rituals are pointless. And the people are like, yes. And (laughs) (laughs) we're going to keep on doing these pointless things. Right. All right. So to continue with Isaiah speaking for God. Right. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer many prayers, I am not listening. Your hands are full of blood. Mm. Oh, now I read something that I forgot to take a note on that I'm going to interrupt myself right there. Okay. So way back when people used to pray differently than the way we pray now. Like when we pray now, we put our hands together and we bow our heads. Right. And so it's like we're looking down into our hearts or whatever. Yeah. People used to pray with their hands outspread and their eyes up to the sky. Right. Like as though they are, you know. That makes a lot more sense to me. Me too. But, me you know, too. But. With, it, it, with regard to God and, and you know. But with the, the coming religion. of Jesus, Jesus is in our heart. And that's why we all oh, look inside. Okay. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Fucking whatever. Yeah. But they would look up. And so when he's saying you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. He's like, you're looking up here and I'm turning my back. I'm not looking at you. I don't right. see you. Okay. And when he's like, you're offering your prayers, I'm not listening. Your hands that are outstretched to me, they're full of blood. Got it. So he's like, no. No, yeah. I'm not having it. I reject it. it. Mm-hmm. Which I find that a very powerful statement, quite honestly. Yeah. Wash and make yourselves clean, God says. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. I mean, that pretty much he could have summed everything up with stop doing wrong. 
Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. So he's like hearkening way back into yeah. like Exodus and, and those, are, those are good messages, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part. Those, to, I, to these people, for these people. Yeah. He's like, remember all those laws from like way back in Moses's day? Yeah. Y'all, y'all need to get you, right you with Moses. pretty far from that. So, yeah. Yeah. Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. But if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. Mm. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Got it. Yeah. So that's the end of God talking, but we've got a little bit more of this chapter. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. See how the faithful city has become a prostitute. (laughs) She once was full of justice. Righteousness used to dwell in her, but now murderers. So the faithful city, they're like describing her as like a bride. Right. And now she cheated on God. She's a Got prostitute it. because she. She has murderers not, and, and thieves and shit. Yeah. And, she's not okay. right with God anymore. Got it. Your silver has become dross. Your choice wine is diluted with water. Your rulers are rebels, partners with thieves. They all love bribes and chase after gifts. they do not defend the cause of the fatherless the widow's case does not come before them therefore the lord the lord almighty the mighty one of israel declares aha now we get god talking again okay Okay. all right ah i will vent my wrath on my foes and avenge myself on my enemies i will turn my hand against you I will thoroughly purge away your dross and remove all your impurities. I will restore your leaders as in days of old, your rulers as at the beginning. Mm. Afterward, you will be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. I see. Okay, so now we're back to Dudah talking. Zion will be delivered with justice, her penitent ones with righteousness. But rebels and sinners will be broken, and those who forsake the Lord will perish. You will be ashamed. Oh, here's God again, okay? Okay. You will be ashamed because of the sacred oaks in which you have delighted. You will be disgraced because of the gardens that you have chosen. You will be like an oak with fading leaves, like a garden without water. Mm. The mighty man will become tender and his work a spark. Both will burn together with no one to quench the fire. Wow. Wow. Right? Yeah, this is a lot of... Uh, fire and brimstone. Well, I mean, you know, it's always like the, the OT God is always... Mm. You got to fear him. You got to yeah. fear him hard, fear. right? That's how you, you love him. Right. You fear him. Yeah. And and I feel like a lot of the prophets and the the people that spoke for God, quote unquote, mm-hmm. are... They, they propagate that fear a lot mm-hmm. to... Because and and it still works even today. If you if you push fear, if you're a fear monger, you're gonna get a lot of people to follow you because well, yeah. fear sells. It yeah. really does. Fear gets the clicks, man. Yeah, yeah, totally. And who wants to hear about love? <laughs> the Christians today say Jesus is too soft. So, right. I mean, no, it's true. It's true. But I I don't even know what else to say about that. Right. All right. So let's give some notes on this chapter that we just read. Okay. Okay. This chapter provides an introduction to the issues of sin, judgment, and hoped-for restoration. 
which form the overarching structure of the whole book. Okay. Okay. Yep. So verse one was the superscription, the subtitle, the vision of Isaiah. I don't know if you recall, it was the vision concerning Judah and Jerusalem that Isaiah, son of blah, 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 who ruled during these times, right? Right, That That was verse one. Yeah. So that's not really considered part of it. It's considered a superscription. Got it. Okay. Okay. So verses... The actual chapter itself starts at verse 2. Okay. Okay, so verses 2 through 20 talk about the wickedness of Judah. Yeah. Okay, and there's the great accusation. Isaiah calls the people of Judah a thoughtless people. And, oh, this was interesting. Verse 3, that was the one with the ox and the lamb, or no, the ox and the donkey. Yeah. The ox and the mule, right? I thought it was a donkey, but whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, that verse plays a really important part in Christian Christmas tradition. Okay. Because they're treated as pointed forward to the time of Christ. Okay. Because those animals are specifically mentioned in the manger. Oh. Christ manger. I see. So I don't know if you were listening at that time, but they did mention a manger and stuff like that. Yeah. So they're like, see, Isaiah was totally telling the future. Big stretch, if you ask me. No. He was yeah, telling no, the future. Was, that was a stretch. No. A he stretch. said a manger. I don't care. It's still a stretch. Whatever. <laughs> I don't I don't care. You're That's just my take here. Yeah. Well, I mean, probably if there is a if there is one, you know. But I I'm fine with that. I am too. You honestly. know, if there is a hell, I mean, whatever. I if there is a hell, I deserve it for a lot more than just my <laughs> lack of belief in this crazy God. I suppose. All right. So further we talk about the devastation of Judah. And Isaiah uses images of the sick individual and the desolate nation to per- portray the sinfulness of the nation. Right. So that's when he was talking about blisters and yeah, open the souls. Wounds. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Now, when he referred to the daughter of Zion, yeah, that was the city of Jerusalem. Kind of figured that. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yep. And it remained an isolated stronghold when Sennacherib, king of Assyria, attacked the fortified cities of Judah in 701 BC. Okay. Okay. Yep. Then let's see. We've got pious corruption and its cleansing. Verses 10 through 20 are considered the most powerful and sustained prophetic outbursts. Okay. Because he's like, (laughs) you could see him just like renting his clothes and, you know, pulling out his hair. Right. Right. He's so mad. Yep. He big mad. Yeah. And then verses 21 through 31 are God's lament and resolve. The theme of this part is the vanished glory as in a funeral dirge, lamenting the moral loss or justice. And so they're like sure. sad. Okay. Like, so sad. Why are you so sad, bro? <laughs> I had a note that I cannot find, and it looks like I might have accidentally deleted it. Oh, that's, but, that's yeah, no good. I know. Yeah. Isaiah, yeah. And where it says that he's the son of Amos. Uh-huh. We're not supposed to confuse that with Ahaz or Amos or any of those other guys. Got it. Okay. And then Amos is supposed to be the brother of some king so that Isaiah is like royalty. Okay. And that's why he gets to be an important prophet. Got it. Even more special than we already think he is. I see. I see. Because royalty is better than not royalty. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. If you're born into it, then you're better. Mm -hmm. So it makes Mm -hmm. so much sense. I know. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. All right. So. 
that uh, that everything you got on uh, the first chapter of Isaiah then? That is everything I got on the first chapter of Isaiah then. All right. Well, we've started the new chapter, everybody, and looking forward to lots more of this, apparently. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see you guys next time. With chapter uh, with, two. Yeah, that's the one, chapter mm-hmm. two. Chapter two. All right. We'll see you guys. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember where the hell we are? We just started the new book. We did. And it was the book of Isaiah, I believe. It was Isaiah. Yeah. Good on you. And we're back to some like old shit that we've been doing with regard to like, it's this is like the real Old Testament. Yeah, it's back to like Second Kings and Chronicles. Yeah. All them it Kings feels and very Chronicles. like we've done this before. Because we have. Yeah. Yeah. Only this time it's Isaiah. Right. And he's a prophet. Yeah. So yesterday we went over uh, Isaiah chapter one. We did. That means that today we're going to be going over Isaiah chapter two. You ready to do this? Okie dokie. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we're hopping into Isaiah chapter two. We sure the fuck are. Damn. Coming at me so strong. I know, right? So yesterday I mentioned that I had accidentally deleted part of my notes about who um, Isaiah is the son of. Yeah. And I found it. So it's still relevant. So I thought I would be like, hey, let me tell you about that real quick. Okay. So he is the son of Amos, not Amos the prophet. Okay. Jewish tradition has a note that Amos, the father of Isaiah was the brother of Amaziah, king of Judah. Okay. So that's what makes Isaiah of royal family. I see. Remember I had said that, but I couldn't remember the exactly king. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's that king. Okay. Amaziah. Got it. Got okay. it. Yep. So now we know. Now we know. Okay. Yep. Everybody's on the same page now. I think so. Y'all get to know what I know now. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't much. <laughs> All right. Chapter two. Here we go. All right. This... Is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, colon. Okay. In the last days, the mountains of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. So mm. This is an oracle. This is a prophecy. I see. Okay. Yeah. Many peoples will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. Come, Charlie, Candy Mountain. Is that what is that what people say? I added, like, or, yeah, no, I mean, I I mean the Charlie right, the Charlie Mountain, yeah. Candy the Mountain. Candy, candy Mountain. Yeah. yeah. No, I got that. But like, okay. do people really, I don't think people go say that stuff. Well, I mean, they do kind of. They're, they do say that. Everybody does kind of flock to that area of the If you're Jewish world. or Christian or. Yeah. Right. Or Muslim. Or Muslim. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. They're all like, we need to go over there and walk where God walked. Yeah. They all do. Right. I mean. Because the, yeah, all right, all right. Because their book says so. But right. Yeah. I mean, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Right. It doesn't right. matter. They said it would happen and, and it it's happens. happening. Right. Now, the fact that it's happening because they said it would happen, like. It's a whole other story. Yeah. Right. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. Boy, we could really use that right now. 
Mm-hmm. We need we need somebody to judge between the nations and settle some disputes. That would be really cool, actually. Um, actually, I'm going to interrupt our reading here for a second. Oh. And um, comment on the news because it was pointed out today, and I can't believe that I didn't recognize the dissonance until it was pointed out between the two wars that are happening. In one, America is defending the people who are being invaded, the Ukrainians. And in the other, they are defending the people who are doing the invading, which is Israel. Yeah. And I I hadn't really put that together in my head until it was pointed out, like, at the same time, you know, that... How do we embrace both of those at the same time? And then somebody pointed out, well, I mean, one involves, you know, brown skinned people and the other involves um, European white. And, you know, one involves oil and what's best for America's interests and religion. And the other is just like whatever. Right. Right. So. Well, and they they've couched this as a response to mm-hmm. um, Hamas invading and attacking Israel. Out so, of the blue. Right. Yeah. So I mean that's that I mean and and that did happen that that's you know well it didn't happen out of the blue but it did right, happen right yes yeah yes I just I I thought it was interesting and I had not put the two wars side by side like that to see that we are embracing different ends of the spectrum on each yeah when it comes down to it right all right so the law will go out from Zion the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. And that would be good. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Mm. And that means they'll put their weapons aside. In place of working the land and stuff. Well, they'll become worthless farm equipment. Got it. it. Because God will make it happen. Tools of war. And he's awesome. God is great. God is good. Can make knives into plows. Apparently. Well, it's not that they turn into plows. I know, so I know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure you know that, like, it's not like he puts a magic spell right. on. No, he's okay. getting them to stop fighting. Yeah. That yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. That would be so nice. Aww. He's cute. I see he's cute. Right. I think he's adorable. That would be it's a... like it's like he's a care bearer. <laughs> I, I think Isaiah's cute. I I'm going to name my Care Bear Isaiah. Aren't you going to ask me? Wait, you have a Care Bear? Oh, yeah. Do you have a Care Bear? I do, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, It was one of the special release white ones. Wasn't that our kids? No, that was mine. Oh, okay. It was mine. Got it. It came out before I was with you, even. Oh, okay. Do Do you have a name for it already? No, I don't. Oh. It was just my special... Like it was like the millennial edition or something like millennium edition. I don't know. Okay. But it was a very special because cameras are not like without color. Right. So right. the fact that it was a white one was a big deal. Yeah. And yeah. and so his name is Isaiah now. Okay. okay. All right. Yep. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. You, Lord, have abandoned your people, the descendants of Jacob. Whoa, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, right? I thought he was just fixing wars and shit. What's going on here? I don't know. They are full of superstitions from the east. Oh, okay. So he's talking about the people now, not the future. He's back to like now instead of prophecy. Got it. Okay. He's like um, saying that they practice all of religion that has flowed in. You know, they're, they're doing that thing where they're not 
where they're not worshiping all the correct God. Yeah. Yeah. Which they seem to always do. Right. So. Exactly. They're doing idol worship and, yeah. and all kinds of religions. It's, like it's the, the one recurring theme that's happened throughout the Bible so yes. far. They stop worshiping just God and, and worship all the other gods mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. God. But yeah. Know, yeah. So. Sure. I mean, I, I call it more like hedging your bets. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like, if there's gods, you might as well, you know, they're, they're, they're using Pascal's wager. They're like, well, there's gods, so I'm just gonna, I don't know which one's correct, so I'm mm-hmm. just gonna, like, you know, worship them all, and then maybe one of them will like what I'm doing. Look, this is the one that my mom is, like, really nuts about, but look, my wife's cousin is from, like, over the way, and she swears by this one, and... You know, I just, I, I'm going to oh, go Oh, you're talking about both. Israelites that are. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm I, like. I thought you were talking about your wife's cousin. Like, no, no, no. no. Not, I'm like, not that you have a wife, but I'm, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm pretending like I'm this person, you know? Got I'm it. this person and I'm like, my mom brought me up in this religion and blah, blah, blah. And this God sound, you know, this is what I know. But, you know, I married this woman and her cousin from over the way, you know? Yeah. She swears by this other God. And how are you supposed to know? There's no fucking proof. Right. So, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Now, I read a thing um, in my notes. I'm not going to call this guy out, but he said, this totally is not anti-immigration. And I'm like, oh, no, it is. Right. <laughs> it is, yeah. bro. Yeah, that, that was one of the first things I said in the last chapter. It sounds very right-wing, mm-hmm. you know, like their talking points with regard to immigration was well, one of the reasons. What What the dude said was... Well, he's not, he doesn't have a problem with other people practicing their faiths. Just don't bring them over here. (laughs) And he doesn't want his people practicing them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So he doesn't want them coming over here and mixing. Right. He doesn't like that immigration. That's that's, yeah. Yeah. That, that is anti-immigration. what that is. You could say it's not, but that doesn't make it not. Right. Okay. They are full of superstitions from the East. They practice divination like the Philistines. And embrace pagan customs. Oh, not pagan customs. Mm, yeah. God's sakes. It's horrible. Their land is full of silver and gold. Wow. That's I might go join them, you know. Silver nifty, and gold. Right? Yeah. There is no end to their treasures. Huh. huh? I'm, I'm, I'm I going could, east. Yeah, right? I'm going east, I'm bro. definitely going east. Their land is full of horses. There is no end to their chariots. Why are they getting treated so well over there in that godless land? Huh. That's weird. I don't know. Why is why their are we God, suffering? Their God and these sounds, people have endless gold and silver and horses and shit. Their God sounds kind of nifty. Right? Honestly. Yeah. But their land is full of idols. They bow down to the work of their hands, to what their fingers have made. So people will be brought low and everyone humbled. Do not forgive them. Why? What? They seem to be doing pretty fucking well. Right? Wait, look at those successful fucks. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Go into the rocks, hide in the ground from the fearful presence of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty. The eyes of the arrogant will be humbled and human pride brought low. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day. Mm. The Lord Almighty has a day in store for all the proud and lofty, for all that is exalted. I'm fucked. And they will be humbled. (laughs) Husband will never be humbled. (laughs) You lie. For all the cedars of Lebanon, tall and lofty, and all the oaks of Bashan, for all the towering mountains and all the high hills, for every lofty tower and every fortified wall, for every trading ship and every stately vessel. Okay. The arrogance of man will be brought low and human pride humbled. Mm. I I feel like I should be standing behind a lectern. 
Uh, yeah. You know, like pounding on the podium with my fist and like, raise a ruckus. I think we've talked about this before, but I don't really like there is a, such a thing as having too much pride mm-hmm. and too much like um, arrogance. Yeah. But you should have some. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's healthy to have some. Yeah, you find know? a nice balance between arrogant and just proud of what you've done and who you are. Right, right. I mean, I'm very proud of things we've done, and I'm very arrogant about who I am. Um, you, but I also am humbled by other people. So I mean, like you have to allow yourself to to walk both of those paths. I think I would say that you walk with pride. You slide into arrogance. But you are very easily awed and humbled. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, there, you're not short on pride. No, I am not. You, you definitely <laughs> lean toward the arrogant side of the mix. I do, but I, I'm more of a listener than I am a boaster, so. Um, except for just then. Yes, <laughs> except for just then. But generally speaking, yeah. No, yeah, you, you're good. I'll keep you. Right. I like you. You'll do. All right. The arrogance of man will be brought low and human pride humbled. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day and the idols will totally disappear. Oh, damn. Man, that's, that's a lot of power. They'll totally disappear. I bet those people over in the East that don't have anything to do with this God are going to be like, what the fuck? What happened? They disappeared. Like, yeah. Just like on Left Behind. Weird. They got raptured. It like, it's like an idol rapture. <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah. It's like a rapture or right, something. Yeah. yeah. People. Oh, that reminds me. On the Daily Zeitgeist today, or no, it was a couple days ago, but I just heard it today. Yeah. They were talking about these videos that are out that are such like low grade videos. Oh, I've showed, I think I showed you some of them. The one with that girl getting pushed on a swing. And yes. Then, yeah. Yes. But I didn't realize like that's an actual thing now. Yeah. Like they're trying to show you what the rapture is going to be like. <laughs> Don't be on the wrong end of it, you guys. And they're so bad. They're so bad. But they're so proud of their little cute work. Yeah. Which I'm like, mm, you're not supposed to be proud of what your hands have made. <laughs> but they are. They're so proud of it. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. And they're really as, bad. You're just as cute as Isaiah because you can't. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I can't either. But you know who's not making videos? <laughs> Wife. That's who. Because I know I can't. Okay. People will flee to caves in the rocks and to holes in the ground from the fearful presence of the Lord mm. and the splendor of his majesty when he rises to shake the earth. In that day, people will throw away to the moles and bats their idols of silver and idols of gold, which they made to worship. Oh, so they're not, not going to outright disappear. The they're people are going to throw them to the bats. I might Just let me know when, when you plan on throwing those away. I'll be right there. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like the same lines as um, y'all ought to be nice to us because we're the ones that are going to take care of your pets when you get all raptured <laughs> right, and whatever. Right. They will flee to caverns in the rocks and to the overhanging crags from the fearful presence of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty when he rises to shake the earth. Mm. Stop trusting in mere humans who have but a breath in their nostrils. Why hold them in esteem? Question mark the end. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. But you know what worries me about that, though, hmm. is that they're talking about this God that's going to rise up in like this great, like light, Ooh. this great light, right? And like it's going to be shaking the earth. So like, all mm. I'm thinking here is like the end of the world is going to be coming, like a fucking giant asteroid is going to be coming, and the Earth's going to be shaking because of the gravity from this fucking thing or mm-hmm. whatever. 
And then all these people are just going to be standing outside waiting for God. Right. And I'm going to be like, no, you you fucking idiots. <laughs> like, we're all going to die. Like, in that movie, um, oh, shit. What was the one? It wasn't Armageddon. It was the other one that came out at the same time as Armageddon. Deep Impact? Yes, Deep Impact. When um, the meteor was coming, the people, like, stood on the roof of the house or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, welcome the comet or whatever. I mean, there's not much else you can do, but I just, I I don't know if I could stomach people saying that it was God as I'm out there waiting to die. You know, like, could you shut the fuck up? Yeah. Like, no, I'm 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 not ready to die. Yeah, no, this is not cool. I'm excited about it. This is not okay. Oh my God is here. And I'm like, that's bad. That's a bad plan. (laughs) Like, anytime a God or a creature that says it's a God comes, it's never good. Right. And the people that are believers are always the first to get squashed. You're basing this on how many gods you've seen? In movies. <laughs> in the movies. And in literature. Okay. Like, All it's right. never a good thing. Got the, it. The true believers are always the first to get, like, their blood goes everywhere. They get exploded. Right. They do not get raptured. No. They no. don't. They get popped like grapes. Yes. That yeah. is true. All right. So... That was it for the chapter. Now I'm going to get into my notes a little bit. Okay. I don't have a lot like I did yesterday. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Isaiah chapter two is about hope and fear. Okay. Yeah. Verses one through four were the mountain of the Lord's house and the Lord's universal reign of peace. And this part is the beginning of an oracle with the basic theme of the glorious future of Jerusalem. So that's where I told you that he was like speaking um, prophecy. Saying this is what's going to happen. Right. Okay. Then in verses 5 through 22, which is the rest of the chapter, that one is the day of the Lord and the Lord's judgment on the proud. And this section brings together two basic themes in the book of Isaiah, which is the vanity of human self-confidence and the folly of worshiping false gods. Got it. Okay, so those are going to be important ideas that we will come across in future chapters. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I thought was important to mention, verse 22, that's the final one. Stop trusting in mere humans who have but a breath in their nostrils. Why hold them in esteem? That verse is not present in the Septuagint. Oh. Which, if you'll recall, is the Greek translation. Yeah, yeah. It could be a later insertion in Isaiah's prophecy, but it's not in the early Greek translation. Got it. Okay. Which I find interesting. Yeah. No, and so I'm like, so then it's not real. Right. Right. It's not part of the Bible, if you ask me. Well, there's but a lot the of. What the fuck I mean, do I know? Yeah, but there's a lot of things like you could pretty much say that about the entire Bible. The whole Bible is brought together by multiple different texts and writers, and. But that's you know, the first time thus far that I've come across one that said. FYI, this particular verse was specifically added later. This was not part of the original text. Right, right. So, I mean, we we know that there are various um, various chapters, various books, various scrolls, various pieces of writings that some were and some weren't included, right? Sure, yeah. This is a case where we have a text, but a verse was added later. Got it. That's weird. Yeah. And I'm like, so get it out of there. It doesn't go there. Right. Right. All right. So that is it for chapter two. All right. So that was Isaiah chapter two. Sure as fuck was. And that means we will be back tomorrow with... Isaiah chapter three. We'll see you guys then. Bye.
Roland? Wife! Do you remember where we are and what the hell we're doing? We are in Isaiah, and we've just started this book, so apparently there's a lot to go yet. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot Yeah, there's go. like, how many chapters did I say? 60 it was like 60-some, yeah, I think. Crazy. I, yeah, it's a lot. Because we've been spoiled with all these short chapters. Right, yeah. And uh, yesterday, I believe we read Isaiah chapter 3? No, we read chapter 2. 2, shit. Yeah. Man, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to skip some here. Apparently, you are. You are. Yeah. So I guess we read chapter two yesterday, mm-hmm. which means that today we're going to be doing Isaiah chapter three. All right. <laughs> Funny how that works. <laughs> you ready to do this? I sure as fuck am. Let's do it. Okie dokie. All right, Isaiah chapter three. Are All you right. ready for this? I'm ready for this. See now, the Lord, the Lord Almighty, is about to take from Jerusalem and Judah both supply and support. Why is he going to do that? Why is he taking supply and support? This is a continuation of, you guys suck. Well, maybe God sucks. I mean, that could be true, but that's not what this book is about. It's what I'm about. (laughs) (laughs) All supplies of food and all supplies of water... The hero and the warrior, the judge and the prophet, the diviner and the elder, the captain of 50 and the man of rank, the counselor, skilled craftsman and clever enchanter. That's a lot of fucking words. Is he taking all that from his from Israel? Mm-hmm. But isn't Isaiah a prophet? Um, and isn't this whole book about Isaiah? Yes. Isaiah is saying so they, this he, shit's about to happen. Oh. Well, I mean, there's shit's a lot of chapters. There's a lot of chapters to come so he doesn't take them right now apparently he's telling them this is isaiah's prophecies okay he's like this shit's about this gonna to happen like boom is coming it's gonna Got it. it's gonna come down on us okay all right i will make mere youths their officials children will rule over them mm. okay so he's taking like all the leaders and he's gonna leave them leaderless Just children apparently not like legitimate children, just like just the illegitimate children. No, oh my god, <laughs> you're being rascal, re- I'm sorry. rascalian. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what you're being. Right. Stop being a rascalian. Mm. Okay. So, no, I think what that means is that he's going to take all their leadership and lead the leave them rudderless. You know, mm-hmm. like so that they're kind of floundering with no good leadership. Okay. You know, kind of like. Our country right now. (laughs) (laughs) People will oppress each other. Man against man. Neighbor against neighbor. The young will rise up against the old. The nobody against the honored. I mean, to be fair, the old suck. They was it a a, is either Elijah or Elijah. Um, They they had the bears attack those kids. So Mm -hmm. if I was a young one that had somebody having bears attack me, I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Just saying. Because they were calling him bald. Yeah. They were like, hey, Baldy. And he was like. That's no reason to stick bears on us, man. (laughs) I know. He was like, you called me bald. I will have you torn to shreds. Right. That sounds totally bare. Yeah. A man will seize one of his brothers in his father's house and say, you have a cloak. You be our leader. Take charge of this heap of ruins. So they're just going to have any old unqualified person put in position of leadership. Okay. But in that day, he will cry out. I I have no remedy. I have no food or clothing in my house. Do not make me the leader of the people. Is that what he's going to do? Yeah. Just he's like, like that? I don't want to lead this shit. Go. 
Don't do that to me. Jerusalem staggers. Judah is falling. Their words and deeds are against the Lord, defying his glorious presence. Mm. Um, that, that assumes that he is present. Right. I haven't noticed him being present, <laughs> but okay. Nope. Okay. The look on their faces testifies against them. They parade their sin like Sodom. They do not hide it. Hide it. Mm. So they're like proud of what they do. They're like, what? That reminds me. Uh, there was a guy um, I got into a conversation with. I, sh- I shouldn't even call it a conversation. Um, uh, an exchange. An exchange with. Okay. Um, on Twitter. And he accused atheists of having sex in the streets. And I'm like, when's the last time you've seen that actually happen? Because I got to admit, man. I have never seen that happen, and I'm an atheist. So. I've never seen anybody have sex in the streets. I'm to sure be it does happen, but I don't think it's exclusive to atheists. It's just, you know, I, it's just a I've thing. I've never seen I, I don't know. anybody have sex in the streets. Right. I, I personally have never seen that. I'm sh- like I said, I'm sure it has happened. Just, but like these, I, the what gets me is that the theists, the the, the Christians of this country, they really think that atheists are just these like moralists assholes that just don't have any um i don't know they they they, they, they can they, do no right they can they can only do bad things they, apparently they run around not that having off not public. that having sex in the street is a bad thing as long as you're doing it in a very vacant street where there's no kids <laughs> that are going to see it you know oh my like, God. you know you can have less whatever you know oh but i'm just saying i had sex on a beach once there you see but I bet there weren't any kids around. No, there were not. So as long as it's a kidless street, you know, and you're it's very abandoned, maybe then it's okay to have sex in the street. But I, sure. I just don't see it happen a lot. I, I don't see it happen either. And I don't think it's okay, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're saying But sex that, on a beach is okay, though? No, it probably wasn't okay then either. Oh, okay. All right. But I did it. Right. <laughs> Woe to them! They have brought disaster upon themselves. Them, mm, them yeah. having Those sex Israelites in the streets, stuff, people. Yeah. Right. Tell the righteous it will be well with them, for they will enjoy the fruit of their deeds. But woe to the wicked. Disaster is upon them. They will be paid back for what their hands have done. Mm. Youths oppress my people. Women rule over them. Oh, my God. Oh, not women. Jesus. Sake. Women. Fucking women. Ugh, I hate it when <laughs> women are in charge. My people, your guides lead you astray. They turn you from the path. The Lord takes his place in court. He rises to judge the people. The Lord enters into judgment against the elders and leaders of his people. Mm. It is you who have ruined my vineyard. The plunder from the poor is in your houses. What do you mean by crushing my people and grinding the faces of the poor, declares the Lord, the Lord Almighty. I do like that they're defending the poor again. I mean, it this is, time, right now. You today, know? So today we feel for the poor. Right. Today we love the poor. But, you know, th- that being said, not all poor are um, exceptionally good people. It's just, you know, but it is nice to not, you know, shit on them. So, yeah. like, you're not, just because you're poor does not make you a better person than rich people, necessarily. Right. I'm, that's all I'm saying. People are people, and but, they generally all suck poor or rich, right, if I'm being right. honest. But it's never good to stomp on the disadvantaged and sure. poor are definitely disadvantaged. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think it's funny that throughout this book we're like, how do we feel about the poor today? Yeah, cuz it is it is back and forth. It it, is. There's definitely um so I I heard uh there I I I need to look into it a little bit more, but I saw a uh, headline 
about there's like some new prosperity gospel that's like basically straight up shitting on the poor people. Hmm. So that's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, at least they're being honest about it now, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're about to get into it with how much women suck. Oh, okay. You ready for this? I'm, I'm ready. I'm very excited. Okay. The Lord says, oof, the women of Zion are haughty, walking along with outstretched necks, flirting with their eyes, strutting along with swaying hips, with ornaments jingling on their ankles. Not those goddamn ornaments on your ankles. Jesus. Ankle What's wrong bracelets. with you? Ugh. Weren't we just talking about beautiful necks and, and beautiful eyes in the last book of uh, Song of Solomon? Mm-hmm. And, and now, now they're all like... Her necklace was pretty, but these necklaces these are, are, these are haughty. too many haughty. and ugly. Yeah. Haughty. Yeah. Not like she ain't no hottie. She right. might be a hottie. Right. But... She does not look like a hottie in the eyes of God. She looks haughty. Right. Yes. Therefore, the Lord will bring sores on the heads of the women of Zion. The Lord will make their scalps bald. Oh, shit. Fuck. They Damn. make pills for that now, though. Yeah, they, we just saw some, actually. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, we just saw some have, uh, medication yeah. that you can take to make sure. To get those bald spots gone. Yeah. It, it was some kind of alopecia. Yeah. Where so their hair have, was falling out in patches. Right, right. And the pills made it somehow all the people were so yeah, able to God, grow their front if out. If God takes your hair away, we got this fix for that. Yeah, yeah. There's always a pill for that. Right. In that day, the Lord will snatch away their finery, the bangles and headbands and crescent necklaces, the earrings and bracelets and veils, the headdresses and anklets and sashes, Damn. The perfume bottles and charms, the signet rings and nose rings, the fine robes and the capes and cloaks, the purses and mirrors, the linen garments and tiaras and shawls. Damn, it sounds like these people are doing all right. It really does. Like, it, they got all kinds of shit. It sounds like they're all shopping at Forever 21. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of fragrance, there will be a stench. Instead mm. of a sash, a rope. Instead of well-dressed hair, baldness. Mm. Instead of fine clothing, sackcloth. Instead of beauty, branding. Ooh. Yikes. Sounds like, yeah, that's not good. Your men will fall by the sword, your warriors in battle. The gates of Zion will lament and mourn. Destitute, she will sit on the ground. Boom, the end. Hmm. Okay. That sucks. That's uh, apparently not going to end well for them, according to God. I guess or not. Or Isaiah, whoever the fuck is telling that story. Well, it's Isaiah telling the story about what God's saying. Right, right. He's like, y'all going to get it. Well, and given given the context of what you said in the first chapter, mm-hmm. apparently the not Judah, but the other part of Israel is going to fall at some point soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they are, you know, at least within the story, it's somewhat prophetic, I guess. Sure. Um. That's that's all relative to having been written thousands of years ago by who knows who. At what so, point? Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah. whatever. So. So let's go over some notes now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So chapter three of Isaiah is about sin's judgment and God's restoration. Okay. Okay. This chapter describes how the corrupt leadership brought about the collapse of the social condition of Jerusalem, and it contains Isaiah's prophecies. Got it. Okay. So this is split into two different sections. 
um, verses 1 through 15, and then verses 16 through 26. Got it. Okay. Was the 16 through 26 where you shit on women? Yes. Okay, yes. got it. Exactly. Huh. Good yeah. catch. <laughs> yeah, you did good. So 1 through 15 is the Lord's judgment on Jerusalem and Judah. And this section speaks of the imminent collapse of the society in general. Got it. Okay. Yep. And then 16 through 26, as you said, is a judgment on and a warning to the daughters of Zion. Yeah. Okay. It's just, it, it's funny to me that we have this stark contrast of, Women sucking right after we got done with Song of Solomon. And talking about how they're equal or whatever. right. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, don't get too uppity, women. Right. Yeah. Don't don't start feeling like you're equal just because we put an erotic poem saying that you are. I know you just read Song of Solomon. We're going to temper that real quick Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This section shows how the daughters of Zion are blemished as God's judgment falls on sinners. And it then itemizes the luxury in life's ease, which will be lost in sorrow. Yeah. Now, I read like this whole um, uh, treatise on this section. Yeah. And it talked about how women are um, flawed in that they they all want to go shopping all the time. That's how they find their release. They find their joy in shopping for clothing and jewelry and purses and shoes and that's can, just the way it is. I can see the tight wad husband getting off on this chapter. Yes. Like, see, the Bible says you're a piece of shit for shopping. You better stop that shit. It's against God. And it's not to say that there are not women like that, but to say that just women across the board are like that, like, that is so uncool because men like to shop just as much on their fucking golf equipment or their stereo bullshit speakers and surround sound, you know, tech nonsense TV things and their cars and, you know, motorcycles. Like, come on, guys go shopping. Don't ever. guns. Oh, God, they're guns. They're yeah, guns. Right. All the guns and all the gun parts and all the fancy <laughs> gun racks to hold them. Like, men shop as much as women do. They just do it differently. Right. And they also... If I'm being honest, generally speaking, their taste is a lot more expensive than women's. Yeah. So it's less frequent. Anything that I want is generally way more expensive than anything you would want. Well, that's because I am. You just want trinkets. I was going to say, I'm a child and I (laughs) am pleased with a fucking Sharpie. Right. Right. I can't go shopping for you really without you telling me specifically what you want because. Because everything I want is a high end ticket. You like things. I like stuff. Right. But neither one of us is really into, like, shoes or clothes or jewelry or anything like that. I like clothes that last. So. I mean, I like to shop at the thrift store because clothes don't last. Right, right. So yeah. as long as clothes ain't going to last. Might as well buy. Buy cheap yeah, and used. exactly. You know, that's my stick. Right. And no shade to anybody who prefers to buy fancy, new, expensive stuff. That's just not me. Yeah. And I don't think it's fair to, A, paint women as only wanting all of this stuff and as women being the only sex that likes shopping. Right. You know, no, I it's, agree. It's a bunch of bullshit. I agree. But this section shows how the daughters of Zion are blemished as God's judgment falls on sinners and then itemizes the luxury and life's eases, which will be lost in sorrow. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now there is one part that talks about verse 17. And so I'm going to reread that because th- this is very cool and interesting. Okay. Okay. Yep. 
So verse 17 says, Therefore the Lord will bring sores on the heads of the women of Zion. The Lord will make their scalps bald. Right. Okay. Now, there are a lot of um, interpretations that actually say that when he's talking about their scalp and stuff, that that is a um, misinterpretation and that it's on purpose changed because um, a lot of times it'll come up as forehead or crown or um, like cheek or something like that. But what they're actually talking about, like the actual Hebrew is um, their genitals. Oh. Their private parts will be That's, exposed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, uh, given the context, a more accurate translation of the word genitals or secret parts is actually cunt. Oh. Yeah. So, it, it should say that their cunt will be exposed. I see. Yeah. Okay. And um, specifically, the women will not just be made to be ugly, but they will be um, exposed and laid bare and raped and that, beat. That's disgusting. Right? I mean, yeah. That's that's a wow, god. Fuck, right? Fuck you. Fuck you, of. right? Yeah. yeah, a lot. Yeah, no, yeah, not kind of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So scholars conclude that this stripping of women's clothes to expose their genitals refers to sexual violence as God's punishment for women's arrogance and pride. How dare wow. you have pride? That is some bullshit. I don't see men getting that kind of treatment right? for having pride. Yeah. Men are supposed to have pride, right? Yeah, right. Women, you better stop liking yourself a little bit. That's fucked up. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a book called The Ethics of Biblical Violence Against Women that came out in 1995. And it was the one that talked about this specifically. Um, I would like to add that to our list of books to check out Okay. in the future. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But that concludes my notes on this nasty-ass chapter of this nasty-ass book. (laughs) All right. Well, that was Isaiah chapter 3. Sure as fuck was. And we will be back tomorrow with... Isaiah chapter 4. See you guys then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you know where the hell we are and what happened to get us here? We're in Isaiah. We are. And we read it. That's how we got here. Okay, but do you remember what is fucking happening? Um, let's see. Isaiah is claiming doom and gloom for all of Israel because they're shitheads and they buy too much stuff at uh, Forever 21. Yes, that is exactly it. <laughs> yes. Okay, all right. And he also had some some fine things to say about women. Some. I, that's one way to put it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That All right. Correct. So yesterday, I think we read um, Isaiah chapter three. Correct. Which means that today we're going to be reading Isaiah chapter four, which only consists of six verses. What? I really should have just read it with yesterday's. <laughs> Oops. Well, I mean, I'm tired tonight, so they can make for an easy, <laughs> an easy episode. And then, then people can move on to whatever other podcast they're behind on today. That's true. So, you know, you're welcome. You, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We, we did this for you. Yes. This is all about our listeners. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you ready to get into this monstrosity of a chapter? I sure as fuck am. Let's do it. Okie dokie. Okay. So Isaiah chapter four, the first verse 
actually continues on from the previous chapter. Weren't we bashing women in the previous chapter? Um, yeah, but not at the end. Oh. So I'm just going to read the last couple lines of chapter three just to... To extend this slow. podcast episode? Well, <laughs> no, just to kind of remind us where we are and what's happening. Because it's basically like we start in the middle of a thought. Okay. You know? right. Yeah, fair enough. So fair enough. chapter three ends... Instead of fragrance, there will be a stench. Instead of a sash, a rope. Instead of well-dressed hair, baldness. Instead of fine clothing, sackcloth. Instead of beauty, branding. Your men will fall by the sword, your warriors in battle. The gates of Zion will lament and mourn. Destitute, she will sit on the ground. Okay, and then we get into chapter four and it starts... In that day, seven women will take hold of one man and say, we will eat our own food and provide our own clothes. Only let us be called by your name. Take away our disgrace. Wow. So many men will die that there will be seven women for every one man. Damn. And, you know, you have to be married. Right. So they're like, like, please let us be part of your harem. Yeah. Please. Please. Can I just marry me? I'll take your name. I just need your name. I'll take care of myself. Right. But apparently, like, so it's been confirmed on and off throughout the Old Testament that um, having one wife is not necessarily like it. That's not what they prescribed to for, for their beliefs at that time. Well, yes. Um, less of religious way of being than a practical one right because the more wives they have the more children that they can have to make sure that the family line passes on and to have more hands helping sure but i i mean i'm just pointing it out when i hear it i point it out because Mm -hmm. the big talking point for christians is one man one one woman you know one 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 woman one man whatever yeah that's their big christian marriage talking point yes but if you read the OT, it's more like mm-hmm. one man, thousands of women, or right. you know, at least seven. At, at least for the kings. <laughs> well, no, this was this isn't seven women saying, "Please marry all seven of us." This is seven women fighting each other, oh, okay, saying, okay. "No, just marry me. No me. No me." All right, all right. So they aren't like teaming up and saying, "Marry all seven of us." They're saying there will be so few women, so few men. Because they will die, that women will be fighting each other for Got the it. men that are left. But I haven't seen anything specifically railing against having more than one wife, though. No, not at all. Not so. at all. Other than there was something that said, don't have too many. And then right. that didn't really but, seem to hold because there was no, but what is too many? <laughs> right. All right. So now we continue on with the next chapter. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Which we only have five verses left. Mm-hmm. So it ain't a lot. Right. In that day, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the land will be the pride and glory of the survivors in Israel. Those who are left in Zion, who remain in Jerusalem, will be called holy, and all who are recorded among the living in Jerusalem. So this is like a reverse rapture? Kind of. Yeah, that's what I'm getting out of it. Like, everybody who's left will be, like, super holy, happy, and... You right, know, right, but I mean, like a rapture—the rapture that we think of is the holy going to heaven, right? Right, and the unholy being left on earth and like and a living hell or something. Feels like the opposite of it that. It feels like the opposite. Yeah. yeah, the Lord will wash away the filth of the women of Zion. He will cleanse the bloodstains from Jerusalem by a spirit of judgment and a spirit of fire. 
Then the Lord will create over all of Mount Zion and over those who assemble there a cloud of smoke by day and a glow of flaming fire by night. This sounds very um, reminiscent of Exodus when he was in the tent and he was a smoke pillar and fire to guide him and stuff like that. Yeah, they're like really trying really hard to bring back the days of Moses. Right. But I do have to ask one thing, though. Mm Mm-hmm. If he's capable of washing away all the bad things from the women after this ha- happens, and was he not capable of doing this before? Like, is he not powerful enough to do this before? I hear your question, and I agree with it. And I think that the apologists would say, no, they had to go through this. So people had to fucking die mm-hmm. in order to... To um, be cleansed. But, but God's still the one cleansing them. Mm-hmm. So God's still doing the thing. Mm-hmm. He just had people die before mm-hmm. he did it. Yeah. Okay. I just mm-hmm. wanted to clarify that point. Cause... Yeah. He punches you in the face so that you can be clean and then you can say, thank you for punching me in the face. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly right. what happens. Just double checking. Yeah. Um, so cloud of smoke by day, glow of flaming fire by night. Over everything, the glory will be a canopy. It will be a shelter and shade from the heat of the day. And a refuge and hiding place from the storm and rain. Mm, sounds so wonderful. It's great. <laughs> it's so great. And all those women will be in line. They won't be shopping at Forever Twenty One anymore. No, they yeah. will be. They will be good. They right. will be naked when they should be, dressed when they ought to be. Right. And gotta cooking. Keep, and gotta keep those women in line. You know. Yeah, that's, that's make the me way a the, sandwich. The Bible says. Mm-hmm. Bring me a beer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So chapter six is the Messiah's community. Okay. Okay. He's talking about, you know, the the days to come, basically. Right, right. And what's gonna be left. And um this is the the dream, right? Is there's only the good people left. Yay. That's that uh, yeah, sure. Right. It's the shortest in the book of Isaiah, and most people agree that it should have been included with the previous chapter, Isaiah yeah, it chapter three. Very much like a continuation of the previous chapter. Yeah. Um, whoever split these up just did such a piss poor job. Right. Really. Such a bad job. And I don't understand why we cannot get in there and be like, let's agree to fix this. Right. I'm not even saying let's agree to change the wording. No. Just we the don't. chapter arrangement. Can we just can we just put the things where they belong? Right. Like, come on. Yeah. This doesn't have to be a fucking mess. Right. But it is. And it, it, and is. it ever shall be. Yeah. Um, chapter, let's see. Chapter 3, verse 25, through chapter 4, verse 1. That's like all one thought. That's why I was reading the last yeah. few. Um, and those are about the continuation of the judgment on the daughters of Zion and talking about Jerusalem's future and that section continues to state how the city in actuality is bereft. Like, they think that they're prosperous and doing well. Yeah. You know, because all their women are wearing Very nice stuff. Everything right. from Forever 21. They go shopping at the mall all the time. Right. And, you know, everybody's doing well. Yeah. Don't be so, happy. It sounded like it. You Don't know? be happy for a second. Right. How dare you? Yeah, because you need some of that fear. Mm-hmm. You gotta have that fear of God. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just not living right. Yeah, exactly. You gotta, you gotta get right with that God and ro- walk upright and straight. Mm-hmm. And with a stick up your butt. <laughs> yeah. 
So verses 2 through 6 are about Zion's renewal and Jerusalem's glorious future, which sounds like a real drag to me. But what the hell do I I mean, know? they didn't really describe it in all that much detail, but I can just imagine that it would be a drag. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't... Like, anything that God is is head, heading up mm-hmm. never sounds fun. It sounds terrifying. Yeah, totally. So... Agree. And you got to watch all your P's and Q's and just not, like, fuck up ever. Uh, ever. Right. Or he's going to smite you or kill a bunch of other people or... Or worse, you'll live forever but with, like, lesions on your face and your right. hair falling yeah. out. Some yeah. stupid thing. He's a real shit, that guy. That that guy, he's a dick. Yeah, he certainly is. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've gone on as much as we possibly can over six verses. Yes, we have. And sorry for such a short episode today, but that was what we have. And... um that being said, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Yes. Which will be um, uh, Isaiah chapter 5. Because five, we just read chapter 4, mm-hmm. which was really fucking short. Yeah. Are you All okay? Right. I'm fine. Okay. I'm, I lost my mind just a little bit there for just a second. The math ain't I'm math back in. now, but I think I'm good. Good. Okay. Um, all right. Thank you, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. Yep. Bye. Wife! Do you remember where the hell we are and what the hell we're doing? Well, we are in Isaiah, mm-hmm. and I think we just finished chapter four. Mm-hmm. So um, I think yesterday we had like a reverse rapture type situation going on. We did. Very good. Yeah. And uh, and we're kind of recovering from God was going to like destroy all of, I don't know that we're recovering, but they were talking about how God's going to destroy all of Israel and then like all the men except for like one out of seven. I don't know. There's all kinds of shit going on, but there will be one man for every seven women. Yeah. That's what I was getting yeah, to. Yeah. Because God's very poorly, gonna, but I was getting there. God's going to wipe them, wipe them out and get rid of the bad. Yeah. 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 Or so something like that. That was chapter four. It sure as fuck was. Which means that today we'll be getting into Isaiah chapter five. You ready for this? I am, but I got to tell you, I'm not enjoying Isaiah. (laughs) I'm really not. He's a little judgmental and kind of shitty. He is. He is. Either he is or God is, or both are. I'm not enjoying these prophecies. Right. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. Not because, like, I'm scared of what's going to happen. There was that one little bit about the the poor. That was good. That was was the only good thing so far that I've come across. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not enjoying the... Y'all are going to get it. Right. Like, yeah. I'm like, shut up. Right? <laughs> All right. You ready for chapter five? Sure. Let's do this. Okie dokie. All right. Let's get into Isaiah chapter five. Okay. Okay. And it starts out as a parable. And this is the first time where it. It specifically says, hey, I'm a parable. (laughs) And I think one of the reasons that I don't like Isaiah, that I couldn't nail, I I couldn't quite nail down in the intro, but I had a second to think about it between the intro and now, is because this is very um, Jesus-y. You know, it's very, like, Christians love Isaiah. Someone might have inserted this, maybe. I don't know. They but just, it feels very Jesus-y. Like, when you look at all the notes for the book of Isaiah, yeah. it's a bunch of 
Christians looking back at Isaiah's prophecies. Okay. And they're like, this is where it was prophesied, and then the New Testament fulfilled that prophecy. Right. So Christians are very excited about the book of Isaiah. Got it. Got it. And it just makes me very uncomfortable. Like, I just don't like it. Sure. No, I get it. All right. Just had to put my two cents out. That's my thought process. Okay. okay. Yep. Here we go. I will sing for the one I love a song about his vineyard. Doesn't mean like his crotch vineyard. Either, right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Just to be clear, because I know that his actual vineyard. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I know that there was some question about what the vineyards meant when we were reading Song, song of, of Solomon. Solomon. Yeah. Yeah. And those were like crotch gardens. <laughs> These are not. Okay. But good to know. But it it is a parable, so it's not it's not a crotch garden, but it's not an actual garden either. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. My loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He dug it up and cleared it of stones and planted it with the choicest vines. He built a watchtower in it and cut out a wine press as well. Then he looked for a crop of good grapes, but it yielded only bad fruit. Mm. Oh, That sucks. Now you dwellers in Jerusalem and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more could have been done for my vineyard than I had done for it? I don't know. When I looked for good grapes, what did it yield? Why did it yield only bad? That's a good question. Now I will tell you what I'm going to do to my vineyard. I will take away its hedge and it will be destroyed. I will break down its wall and it will be trampled. He's like, fuck that garden then. Sure. I will make it a wasteland, neither pruned nor cultivated, and briars and thorns will grow there. This guy's giving up awfully quick. Well, again, this is a parable. Sure. No, I know. I got it. I will command the clouds not to rain on it. Humph. Mm, Wow. Right? The vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the nation of Israel, Mm. and the people of Judah are the vines he delighted in. And he looked for justice, but saw bloodshed. For righteousness, but heard cries of distress. I see. So so God planted this beautiful garden called people. Yeah. And for some reason, even it though he bad. did everything good for them, supposedly, he, they still grew grew bad. Got he got it. bad grapes. Got We're all bad non-crotch grapes. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, but did you really do good? I don't think he garden? did. No, I, don't, I, don't I mean, think so. to my recollection, he treated the Israelites kind of like shit. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal I'm like, take. That on wasn't it. good soil, dude. That was not. <laughs> you did not give them sunshine, roses, and no, and perfumey. You, you gave them fear and jealousy. Yeah, and war, yeah. and rape, and right slavery, all the bad shit. Yes, that right. is. You're surprised you got a gra- a bad crop of people. Yeah, I'm not. Right. Okay, woe to you who add house to house and join field to field till no space is left and you live alone in the land. Okay. That has to do with, um, they were, remember they were supposed to like, um, have their jubilee where every so often, every so many years. Seven years, yeah. Yeah, and then especially at at the 50th one, you know. Okay. um, Like land was supposed to revert back. And, right, and right. all that stuff, but they're like wheeling and dealing, and and the land can't go back. Got it. So that's what that's because about. of God. 
No, because the people are trading the land away. Oh, I see. They're joining house to house and field to field. They're they're selling their plots. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Okay. This also has to do with immigration. Got it. Like, you're letting people in who shouldn't be there owning the land. Got it. So, you know, it's not reverting. It's not staying in the family. So, more xenophobia. Yes. And And also slavery. Yes. (laughs) And also, also you're not... um, you're not keeping track of it the way you're supposed to. You're not keeping it in the right, family. Right, right. Yeah. You're, you're doing it all wrong. Yeah. The Lord Almighty has declared in my hearing, surely the great houses will become desolate. The fine mansions left without occupants. A 10-acre vineyard will produce only a bath of wine. A homer of seed will yield only an ephah of grain. It means absolutely nothing to me. I don't it's, I'm, know I'm that assuming one. it's bad, though. It's bad because yeah. God said it. Right. God only says bad things. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice that? Like, I he mean, never yeah. says, good job, guys. It, I love you. Doesn't. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't feel like he says good things. I don't think I've ever heard God say, that was beautiful. I love you guys. You're right? awesome. Yeah, no. Wow. Hmm. I, like, I feel like I just had an epiphany. Right. Your God has never said one goddamn nice thing to you. He has not. That's sad. It is. You got a shit God. You got a shit God. So, you know? Yeah. Your God. I, I question your taste in gods. <laughs> <laughs> Woe to those who rise early in the morning to run after their drinks, who stay up late at night till they are inflamed with wine. Mm, yeah. And we don't like them drunkards. Don't have a good time. Don't no, get drunk. No partying and no, no, no drunkards. Definitely not. They have harps and lyres at their banquets, pipes and timbrels and wine, but they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord, no respect for the work of his hands. I mean, I also have no regard for the deeds of the Lord or respect for anything regarding the Lord. But you do have respect for the work of your hands, not his hands. I do, not his hands, though. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Therefore, my people will go into exile for lack of understanding. (laughs) <laughs> Those of high rank will die of hunger, and the common people will be parched with thirst. Because hmm. that's how you—that's how you teach them. Yeah, you're gonna learn them by starving them out. Maybe if he talked through himself, as opposed to, right? um, you know, passing along pass, notes. Yeah, right. Like and, grow up. Yeah, I, I don't understand why he's got to have these uh, prophets and shit. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Your God, just speak to your people. Just talk, bro. Right? Like, or show. Like, you know, sh- you, you could show us your, your God, you know? Yeah. Like, th- there's yeah. any number of ways you could present yourself. Just present yourself and communicate clearly and maybe say a nice thing now and again. And by now and again, I don't mean, like, every few thousand years. Right. If you're so concerned about our actions, why all the guesswork? Right. It doesn't... It doesn't... Your, your options are... To give us clear directions, mm-hmm. or apparently in your book, the other option is to kill us all. Right. So I multiple mean, times over because we keep fucking up because your directions suck. Right. Repeatedly. Yeah. Like you know, if a teacher is teaching a class and the students keep failing, eventually we come to realize that it's a bad that's teacher. a bad teacher, right. not a bad student. You know. Yeah. So. I tend to think that this yeah, is a God we're, we're problem. we're auditing this class. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We are. And this is a bad teacher. It's a bad teacher. Therefore, death expands its jaws, opening wide its mouth. 
Into it will descend their nobles and masses with all their brawlers and revelers. Mm. So people will be brought low and everyone humbled. The eyes of the arrogant humbled. Okay. But the Lord Almighty will be exalted by his justice and the holy God will be proved holy by his righteous acts. So when he's an asshole, it proves that he's God because he was an asshole. Right. Is that, that what I'm to understand here? And then we're supposed I to I killed be... people, therefore I am righteous and good. How holy of you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just not following it. Like, yeah. You act like you hate us. You're so fucking awesome. I love you. What? I, un- I understand apparently we're doing bad things. You know, the Israelites and, and, and probably us currently and whatever. whatever. Who, who gives a shit? Right. But like you're killing people or right. you're sending them to their deaths or... You, no, you're you're fucking killing people. Yeah, and and you want us to exalt you and worship you and fear you, and I'm more inclined to call you a dick because you are right. One, yeah, like don't be a dick. Yeah, don't How be a dick. How simple is that? Yeah, you're God. Figure it out. Right. <laughs> then sheep will graze as in their own pasture. Lambs will feed among the ruins of the rich. Well, at least the lambs are gonna have a good time. I guess. I guess. Maybe. Right. Who knows? Might be those bad oh, grapes, so who knows? I saw this trailer for a movie, and I'll have to find it, but it freaked me the fuck out because um, it was it was uh, this this um, group of goats, right? And they were all, like, evil and <laughs> right? And yeah, they were, they evil were, goats. Can't go wrong okay, there. Okay, listen, it was scary as fuck, okay? And they were all staring, Okay, so yeah. then the guy comes and he shoots his gun and the majority of the goats, like, they run away. Right. They're like, oh, fuck, gun, sure. gun, noise, la, The majority ah. of them, not all of them. One of them. Yeah. Stood his ground oh. and, and kept staring. Damn. Yeah. And so then the, the guy lowered his gun like he was about to shoot him. Yeah. That motherfucking goat walked right <laughs> up to the goddamn gun and put his head right to the end. That doesn't seem like a good plan. But for the goat. No, know? but I mean it was it was terrifying. Well, yeah. It was terrifying because the goat like you know the whole scapegoat like possessed, right? right like right. evil was afoot. Yeah. That's that's what the movie is about. Got okay? it. Okay. It was so scary. Like that trailer freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. I will find it. I watched it earlier today. I will link it below. And you will be scared with me. All right. It was Sounds scary. Good. Yeah. Okay. Woe to those who draw sin along with cords of deceit and wickedness as with cart ropes to those who say, let God hurry. Let him hasten his work so we may see it. The plan of the Holy One of Israel. Let it approach. Let it come into view so we may know it. Yeah. We're fuck faces for, for wanting, wanting to yeah, know what, right. what the fuck the plan is here. We shouldn't, we shouldn't want to know. We should just. You know, trust in la, la, la. this one motherfucker that has the message. La, la, la. And also probably wants our money. La, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> Just be simple. La, la, la. Right, yeah. No learning, no growing. You don't need to. Don't worry about it. Right. La, la, la. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. 
Woe to those who are heroes at drinking wine <laughs> and champions at mixing drinks. Oh, me and your mom are in big trouble. <laughs> who acquit the guilty for a bribe, but deny justice to the innocent. Mm. Yeah, dicks are bad. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, but also, Corruption but is corrupt. We talked about this back in Proverbs and Psalms or wherever, somewhere back then. But all the black and white, mm-hmm. you know, comparisons here have no, no, there's no equivalent in real life. That's not how it works out. It, it paints you know? people as pure evil. Right. Pure, dag, nasty evil. I have never seen, I don't think I've ever seen, much like I've never seen somebody having sex on the street, I've never seen somebody that is pure evil. FYI, that was a callback yes. to our Discord conversation. <laughs> right, right. Let us interrupt this uh, episode now to say <laughs> we do a live on Discord every Tuesday at, right, at um, 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Eastern. Eastern, and it's a fucking hoot. Right. So anyway, yeah. So yeah, I but I've never I've never seen a pure evil person or a I mean, purely good person. Okay, I'm just gonna say that the fuckers that are currently uh, running things in um. I think they're corrupt, and I think they're pieces of shit, but I don't think they're pure evil. I mean, Like, it would take a lot. Like, the closest thing I can think of to pure evil that's actually existed in the world is something like Adolf Hitler. Okay, but, like, what's his name? Gates, right? Matt Gates? Matt Gates, yeah. He's a fucking pedo. Part of his sex ring. I'd say that's pretty goddamn evil. But, no, but it's it's the... he's He's just a snake. He's a fucking piece of shit. But he's not pure evil i think he is okay i really do all right because he is bought he doesn't care if the country goes down in flames okay, let me, he's a pedo but let me ask he's you this part of a sex slave who would train. you rather have run the country matt gates or adolf hitler neither it's a false choice they're both <laughs> evil they're both well, evil. i mean i would choose matt gates fuck no he is evil i between, between the two. And stupid. Between the two, given the choice, I would choose Matt Gates. I would fight both of them. Well, they yeah. are both bad and evil. I'm just saying. If I had, that was my only choice. I am also just saying. Okay. I think that that's an unfair question to ask. Okay. Because they are both pretty fucking evil. One is just stupider than the other. <laughs> by far. Anyway. Therefore, as tongues of fire lick up straw... And as dry grass sinks down in the flames, so their roots will decay and their flowers blow away like dust. For they have rejected the law of the Lord Almighty and spurned the word of the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, the Lord's anger burns against his people. Okay. Okay. I mean, it always seems to burn against his people. He's always pissed. That's always a thing. He's always like, I hate you guys, you soul. Right. His hand is raised and he strikes them down. Mm. That that tracks. Such a nice guy. Yeah. He's always doing shit like that. Or nice God, I guess. Yeah. The mountains shake and the dead bodies are like refuse in the streets. Wow. There's your sex in the streets. That's uh, Dead bodies rolling. Yeah. That's not sex in the street. No, that's. That's dead bodies in the street. Right. Yeah. Gross. I don't I don't know how you equate the two, but okay. Something was happening in the streets. Right. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. He lifts up a banner for the distant nations. He whistles for those at the ends whoa, of the whoa, earth. Whoa, 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 <laughs> This motherfucker is calling on people that don't worship him 
mm-hmm. to come kill his people mm-hmm. that he's pissed off at. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. That is fucked up. Like, God's literally like, hey, yo, you fuckers over there that don't listen to me at all mm-hmm. and don't even worship me or even maybe know who I am. Right. Get your asses over here and kill these fuckers. Kill my fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> my my people that I love. Right. And right. I'm just trying to prune them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. What a God. What a shithead. Childish. Stupid. Yeah. He whistles for those at the ends of the earth. Here they come swiftly and speedily. Mm. This God, I'm telling you. He's he's not he's not good. He is not a good God. No. Not one of them grows tired or stumbles. Not one slumbers or sleeps. Not a belt is loosened at the waist. Not a sandal strap is broken. Their arrows are sharp. All their bows are strong. Their horses' hooves seem like flint. Hmm. Their chariot wheels like a whirlwind. Their roar is like that of a lion. They roar like young lions. They growl as they seize their prey and carry it off with no one to rescue. In that day, they will roar over it like the roaring of the sea. And if one looks at the land, there is only darkness and distress. Man. Even the sun will be darkened by clouds. The end. Wow. So God caused all this death and destruction. Mm -hmm. Or is going to cause, whatever the case may be. Either he's going to cause it or he has caused it. Whatever. Yeah. But he is literally going to call people that do not worship him at all Mm -hmm. to come kill his Israelites. Yeah. His people. He's done it before. That's, That's fucked. That is fucked. I don't. I don't even know how to. Yes, he has. I mean, I. I don't think they've said it in such explicit terms, but he has done similar things before, where he's caused mm-hmm. the enemies to win and win the day to to prove a point. But he's calling them from other lands and saying, "Come kill my people." Right. I mean, look. Obviously, <laughs> this didn't happen. Right. There is no God. There is no. Magical hooey bullshit. But how do happening. you believe in a guy like this? Right. That's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like he's 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 co-opting support from people that believe nothing with regard to this god. Right. Right. He's saying, "Yeah, come on over here and kill my people." Right. How is this god okay with that? I. How is how are people okay with that? Like that, it, that's what I don't get. Like some some guys sat around inventing this god story. And believing in it and spreading it around. And they thought that was great. You know, I, I think that's, that it's not so much... I think it's they had to find ways to explain why they got beat in battle or why they got, you know, run out of their country. So it's not the... It's not a, like, this is going to happen. This is, like, a retroactive. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Okay. They're, they're coming back and they're saying... Remember that did, time? How did God let us lose? Why did we lose? And they're oh, saying, he called them over to kill us. Right. They're, Praise God. He wanted us dead. It's original apologist bullshit. Yeah. You know, like, they're like, well, this is why God did it. Got it. You know? Okay. At least that's how I see it. No, that makes total sense. Right. So I have a few notes. Um, the first seven verses were the parable of the vineyard. And there's a note that in our interpretation, it said bad grapes. But in um, the, uh, what, is, what is that guy? Uh, James? King James. King James. Yeah, that guy. Um, it says wild grapes. Okay. So there's a note that wild grapes means rotten or sour. And in 
um, the Septuagint, it says thorns. Mm, okay. So there's just... All kinds the, of different takes on it. Not good. Right. Okay. Um, verses 8 through 30 were the woes pronounced on the wicked. And the six woes were um, amalgamation of land, which we talked about that a little bit. Right. Drunkenness and revelry. Right. Compound sinfulness. Okay. I'm not really sure what that means, but general Lots badness. of sin. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, use of language to justify evil. So more corruption and badness. Right. Self-conceit. Yeah. Arrogance right. and whatever. Yep. And then just general corruption. Like general cheating. Dude. Okay. Got yeah. it. And then uh, the last six verses are foreign nations will attack. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. That's that it, it's messed up. <laughs> I still can't get over that. I like, know. It it I what? just I right. Well, for, first of all, why is why is this God confined to Israel? Right. You know, like that that part, this God that created all of the earth, all mm-hmm. of the universe, why is it confined to Israel? It doesn't make because, fucking sense. Because um this is just the story we're reading about these particular people. Every set of people had their own god that was just as powerful for them oh no i get it I, I get this that this is just the one that survived through history but if you're a christian today in america mm-hmm. okay and that's where we were that's where we live right sure so if you're a christian today you believe that god the ot god mm-hmm. created the earth in seven days okay okay let me respond okay real quick all right here's here's the problem a lot of people don't even realize that Jesus was a Jew or that Jesus was an American. No, or I know. Jesus didn't speak English or Jesus wasn't white. Like, right. Of course they believe what is very nationalistic, tribal, and easy to believe. I, I get that. But, but like, if you were confronted with this information from the Bible, wouldn't that shake up your world? Wouldn't that turn your world upside down about God? But they, the answer for that is you, husband, are speaking the devil's words. You're taking it out of context and you're <sighs> not reading it correctly. And my pastor read it better than you. Their pastor didn't read it at all. He took a sentence here and a sentence there mm-hmm. and put it together and made it sound all pretty. But it doesn't matter because that's their answer. They have an answer. It, it's not a good answer. It's not the right answer. But it's their answer by God, and they're going to stick to it. Right, right. And that's all that matters at the end. All right. It, it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter if you stuck them in a room and said the only thing that you can do to get out of this room is to read the Bible straight through. It's the same mentality that lets Trump do no wrong. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I'm, I'm frustrated with uh, this, cha- this chapter. I'm frustrated God with this. of the Bible. I'm frustrated with Isaiah. I don't like the book of Isaiah. Right. And I hope that the rest of the latter prophets are not like this. Yeah. And I'm afraid that they are. Right. So this was um, Isaiah chapter 5. Sure as fuck was. And today is Friday. Mm -hmm. So we will not be back tomorrow because we are taking Saturday off this week. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll be here on Sunday. Will we? Oh, we will, yes. For, we'll be doing a Patreon, I believe. Yes, Patreon. Okay, Um, and then we'll be back on Monday. Well, obviously I'll have my weekly Mm wrap-up, and then we'll be back on Monday with... 
Isaiah chapter 6. All right. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you know what today is? Today is Sunday, and we're getting this out late, but it means that today is a... Patreon! That's right. And I think what we're discussing today is, uh, I think we're talking about how we feel about how we project ourselves out to the world, maybe? To yell or not to yell? That is the question. Well, I think our... Ideas have evolved, so we wanted to discuss it mm-hmm, a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, that's where we're going today with this. Yes, yes. All right. So if you're a Patreon member, we'll see you on the other side of this break. If not, you should sign up right now at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse for as low as $2 a month. Actually, there are free trials, so you can go listen to this right now for free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and you should. Yeah, yeah. Head over there now. Uh, and yeah, let's get on with this. Okie dokie. Okay, so in this talk that we're about to have, Uh we're going to talk about how we project ourselves. And I am a projection. I am a projector. Like sometimes just projectile vomit. Yes, that's exactly what I was hoping you would say, (laughs) honestly. Yes. Um, From the time I was in elementary school and somebody sneezed, achoo! Like, really cute. Yeah. And the teacher was like, shh. Oh. Yeah. That's not the correct response. Right? And so I was like, you can't shush somebody for sneezing. Because <laughs> I'm like, that's ridiculous, right? Right. So from that moment is the earliest that I remember. I've always been the type that's like, that doesn't make any sense. And that is pissing me off. And right. how can you even with that? That's nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've always been that way. It was it was abrasive to me for, mm-hmm. well, still can be, but I know you a lot better now. So, right. But it, but it was very abrasive early on in our relationship. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. But I've always been the one that gets shushed. Like, people always shush me. People always tell me I'm tilting at windmills and I'm so easily... I rate and I should save my anger for something that really matters. And you can't have causes like everything can't be your cause. I will say you've tempered your voice somewhat. Over I the have. Years. I have. But I'm still always the one that's between the two of us. I'm still like, what the fuck even? Right. Like, that's my first response. You know, yeah. what the fuck even? And that shit ain't right. And like, I've always been that way. Sure. Just, I've always been that way. And I'm not here to say whether that's right or wrong. I'm here to say that's the way I am. And to all the people that ever tried to shush me, fuck you. But also, um, I feel like, I feel like over the years, my anger and my voice has become somewhat more justified as things have gotten worse. And. Okay. And um, so I think what you're getting at is that when people say, oh, Trump will just pass, like, you know, you're the one out there going, no, he won't. And why aren't we fucking yelling and screaming about this? Mm-hmm. And then it comes to pass. People are like, wow, I didn't see that coming. You're like, what the fuck? 
Yeah. Like, I not only told you it was coming, I yelled at you and you told me to shut up and sit down. Right. Or And it happens to you a lot. It does. So. It happens to me a lot. It's very frustrating because I am always angry about everything. But it's not my fault that there's so many things to be angry about. <laughs> Seriously. Like... I have always been yelling about women's rights and, oh, look, women's rights have been stripped. I've always been pissed off about too much guns in this damn country. Well, I haven't always, I haven't always been angry about that. But since I got on the Democrat train and expanded my understanding and, you know, things got worse. Since you had your deconversion process from from, from Republicanism. (laughs) <laughs> well, I wouldn't even say Republicanism from not caringism. Right. I was told I was Republican. It didn't mean I had Republican views. Sure. I didn't know or care one way or the other because um, I was privileged to not have to. Sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, that, and that's part of, I think, the people that do the shushing are the privileged or abled ones. Yeah. You know? They're not impact. Like, how convenient. Well, this is a special Patreon episode, actually, which means that they need to go to Patreon and subscribe as a patron in order to listen to it. Okay, well, I guess that we are going to go do that now. Yeah, just head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse, become a member for as low as $2 a month, and you'll have access to all these special things and, and goodies, too. So, you know, go do that. So this was just a teaser. Yeah. Teaser. Just checking. Bye. 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 Hey, wife. I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye.